This is IsAware, powered by Intersoft Associates. IsAware is your connection to exploring the systems and software that power businesses like yours with expert insight, experience, and advice. Welcome back to IsAware. I am Chris Bentliff, and I'm here as always with Abe Unger and Hi Goldstoff of Intersoft Associates. And guys, today I wanted to talk about uh, Fox Pro kind of specifically, uh, or, or Visual Fox Pro, and but more generally, what do we do when something that we've been using, a database or programming language that has been important to how we run our business reaches an end of life. And suddenly that's going to become obsolete. Do I just uh, find a way to manage it? Do I uh, sort of fix in place constantly? Or how do I handle a migration? Is that complicated? What do I migrate to? Can you help me understand that? So let's let's talk a little bit, uh, high just about Fox Pro specifically, when did it reach its end of life? How has it affected customers? And what are some, I don't know, thoughts or insights you have on that whole idea of migrating after an end of life? Well, I think Fox Pro's end of life was about 15 years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. So companies are yeah. still running on it. It's like Windows XP. It won't go away. Right, right. Or, or well, um, yeah, I, it, it, Fox Pro was a great, was a great system. I mean, it, it certainly was ahead of its time. Uh, you know, when it came out, it provided really, really great capabilities, and it was lightning fast. You know, it was built uh, using the DBase file structure, and you know, it it far outperformed DBase, and it lives um, maybe in a nursing home right now, but it lives while DBase is gone. I mean, there's another variant called RBase. Um, which is, you know, uh, some people work at. But anyway, um, I, I, the main issue with, you know, with, with a system like that, you know, you, you, you develop something for yourself because, you you know, you thought you had unique requirements, but it's getting, you know, harder and harder to find people to maintain it. Um, they're becoming, you know, there fewer people are, are learning Fox Pro and, um, you know, which makes the number of people that can help you scarce and kind of raises the prices and diminishes the professional, you know, the, the professionalism of those people. Cause you know, they're, they're not, they're not up to date and they're working on Fox pro they're, they're, I mean, they're always exceptions, but you know, they're probably not that good at what they do in terms of solving problems. They can, you know, perhaps, you know, fix a leak in a pipe, but they can't put in a whole new bathroom. And there are times when you're using, you know, something old, you know, you need, you really need something new because there's so much that you can, that you can do for your organization that isn't available to you. And you may not even know about, you know, you think you're doing, you think you're doing fine, uh, you know, chugging along on what you have, but there are a lot of opportunities through technology and, you know, not that expensively um, to impact the bottom line and, and, and impact the top line, you know, where you can provide, you know, your bottom line can, you know, can, can, can certainly increase because of higher productivity uh, and people can do more high value work that will, you know, increase your bottom line, increase your EBITDA. And if you're looking to exit, um, you know, give you a, you know, a much greater payout. Abe, I think uh, that we raised some interesting points here with High, and he's talking about some things that we've talked about before. Is in terms of, you know, the innovation that's available to you when you start to think about doing something new and taking on something new. Why are people, if we're still having a conversation about 
a platform that sunsetted 15 years ago. Why are people so slow to take a step? What is the trepidation or the fear there? And what advice would you give them to, to stop with the, the slow sort of adoption of these new, new ideas and technologies? Yes, sure. The advice is call us. Um, <laughs> people, are, people are hesitant because they have a system that works. We're not talking about a system that doesn't work. If it didn't work, there would be all kinds of other problems. But this is a system that actually works, but you're dealing with, um, you may not even have problems where you can't get data that you need. You have everything that you need, but you are working on a platform that is going to go away, or you're going to get to a point where it's not going to run on newer OSs, and you're going to deal with security issues and all kinds of other problems because of lack of patching. So at some point, it will end. Like it or not, it will end. You know, the DOS programs of the day, they don't work anymore. They're, they're, you're done. These things will happen. So you definitely need to talk about it. So people are hesitant because things are working. Status quo is easy to, to continue. But you really do have to talk to someone about options. And what can you do to move this? And how can you move this to hardware that will continue and, and get patched and get updated? Otherwise, you're going to be left out in the code uh, cold. You know, I have, I have, and the uh, code. Yeah, left out in the code. Yeah, exactly. Too. <laughs> That's the title of this podcast. Boom, left out in the code. Look, I have someone we're working with who they have an old laptop. It's not connected to the internet. It's running XP. It's running a program on it. It works great. But, you know, just imagine every time this person goes on vacation, they're taking that laptop with them. It's an old, ancient, heavy laptop because that's got the code on it, that's got the program, and you can't put it on anything else. So it's got to a point where you've got no choice. You really have to have to update that. And, you know, we're discussing, you know, options uh, in terms of, you know, how to, how to do that and how to move that data. Um, it's, it's, it's not Fox Pro necessarily, but it is uh, an old access version 2. Uh, program. So talk about, you know, where we're up to in Access nowadays, you can't even move that to the current version of Access directly. You got to go in phases. So it, it, people are hesitant, but you got to do it. You got to talk to someone. You got to talk to someone with experience, which would be us in terms of how to move these programs and how to work with them. Because there, there can be a lot of pain points, especially if you don't do it right or you don't know what to look for. IsAware is powered by Intersoft Associates, your software consultancy that will help you to maximize revenues, reduce costs, and streamline work processes with the right IT solutions. Intersoft Associates delivers strategic consulting and custom software development, together with support and enhancement to help modernize and manage the software that helps your business run. Visit us at intersoftassociates.com. Hi, let's talk about some of that experience. What are some of the... Uh... I don't know, illustrations or examples that you can share that uh, help connect us to this in the practical sense? Um, well, let, let me give you one thing that, you know, just one other, you know, problem with using, you know, software that's old. There, there are so many services available today, you know, technology-related services in terms of um, connecting to other pieces of software, um, uh, which... Um, leveraging email and electronic communications. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it via bolt-on, you can do it via, via something else, but it comes really, it becomes really, really clumsy and it becomes, um, you know, inefficient and costly, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because people, you know, especially 
in the U.S. aren't expensive, uh, you know, are expensive, relatively speaking. And you want those expensive people to do, like I said before, more high-valued work. You don't want them to go around and being computer operators. So, you know, and then one of our philosophies is that, you know, we, we don't want our users to be computer operators. We want them to use the computer to help them do their job better. So, I mean, that's, you know, one of the other problems. There's so many other things available to you which can improve productivity, improve the bottom, improve the bottom line um, that may not be available to you. And again, you know, it's hard to find someone that can actually go in there and do stuff because very many of these people may be in Foxborough, but they, many of them don't even have the source, would probably not have the source code, uh, which is which is certainly an issue. Anyway, um, our, our longest standing client, uh, we actually wrote a, a system for him back in 1992, I believe. Wow. That I was just out of, I just had, I was just bar mitzvah back then. And um, in DOS, and it was revolutionary for them. It was great. And uh, we used a, a, a back end for the database end. And at one point that back end, you know, became end of life. I mean, that is, it wasn't supported any longer by the operating system. We couldn't get it to work in that. Um, and they were lucky because, you know, we were still working with them, God knows how many years later, but we talked to them about, you know, rebuilding it, uh, in a current technology and it's been revolutionary for them. Uh, there's so much more that they can do. There's so much more they can do to service their clients now that it was rebuilt that could never have been done before. And, you know, that was, you know, a huge success, you know, and, um, it, it's interesting, the, the CEO of the company said, you know, that old software doesn't owe us any more money. So, you know, let's rebuild. And he's he's sad that he didn't do it earlier because it, we were able to do so much more for him, you know. And for the longest time, I didn't even try to upgrade him because it was it was running fine, you know, and there was no reason to. But as we got further and further down the road, you know, we spoke and they ultimately thought that is the best for them. And, you know, and it's been, a, you know, it's been, it's been a godsend to them. You know, this really speaks to the value of the uh, experience, particularly uh, at Intersoft Associates, but any kind of developer person you're going to trust with with this kind of stuff, you're going back to pre-internet, you know, long before. And, and when you can draw from a wealth of experiences of, well, we've, we've seen platforms that reach end of life. We've, we've held on for a while because they keep working. We know the, we know the ins and outs of that. We know the the struggles that can lead into that. We even kind of know when it's time to make that switch and we can advise you on that. I just think that's invaluable high to be able to, to have that kind of cons consultative perspective rather than just as we've talked about before, I know how to push buttons. And so therefore I can, you know, migrate you from here to there. There's so many intricacies and thoughts about the business and the business case and the people being impacted and things like this, that I imagine your experience is able to, uh, to really bring a comprehensive perspective to. Right, I mean, you know, the, the, when you when you start migrating from, from an older technology, you leverage a lot of what, what is there. You just, some degree, you know, put newer clothes on it um, so that it can do, so that it can do so much more, so it can be so much attractive to your business. Um, so, I mean, it's, um, and the important thing is to come speak to somebody, you know, there may, just because you're using an older technology, there may not be a good business reason, you know, from, from 
like the way we look at things and we want to make sure that there's a benefit to the client and not just get them to spend money, which is why it took us, you know, a few years to, before we even brought this up to that, you know, to the, our oldest client. There was no compelling reason to switch to, uh, to upgrade from what, what they were doing. But there came a point where, where there was a compelling reason. And certainly if I was just out, you know, if we were out or anybody else like us was out just to get the revenue, we would have done it earlier on. But if you're using Fox Pro or Visual Fox Pro, uh, it may be the right solution still. Um, but there are times where, you know, by looking at it and, you know, having some sort of a vision, you can see what can come from that, what, you know, what the benefits can be, you know, how it can, you know, enhance an organization. And then the, it's up to management to make that, to make that call. You know, is it worth the expense? You know, are the benefits there? Is there a business case to be made, you know, internally? And, you know, if we don't think there's a business case to be made, we don't think there's any risk, we'll tell them. I mean, uh, uh, you know, our goal is to make sure that, you know, that they're doing the right thing. And if it involves an engagement with us, that's great, but that's not never the goal. I love that perspective of, of the CEO that said, this thing doesn't owe us any more money, meaning it's already done its job. It's We benefited from it from, for, for a long, long time. And I imagine, Abe, that as we talked about, that's part of the trepidation. This thing has been doing great for us. Why move over? Are there any risks? And what are some of those risks in making a migration? As High said, it's not like you're going to reinvent the wheel. You're going to take the best stuff and you're going to bring it into newer platforms and you're going to make more of it. But what are some of the things that I don't know, maybe I'm afraid of that I don't need to be, or maybe there are some things I should keep in mind, and it's why the expert really needs to be behind the controls of this thing. Yes, there are definitely risks, because ultimately, for the most part, these are going to be rewrites. You're going to take some pieces, you're going to take some logic, but you're going to be writing it in a newer technology. Um, so you're moving from an older technology into some newer technology, so there are risks. There are requirements. You really have to understand Again, the business, what it is that the software is doing, not how, but what. Mm. What is it doing? What is it supposed to do? What are the ins and outs? What are the reports supposed to look like? And then there'll be a testing phase. You know, Once that those pieces have been written, whether it's each module, each section, however that's broken down, and you test it. You look at the old way and the new way. What does the old software do? What does it produce? What does the new software do? Does it look the same? Is it the same? Are the numbers the same? Do they match? So you go through that process. And again, someone with experience understands how to do that, how to help the business do that process. So it's not just a coder who's going to go in there and make some changes and push it out to a business. They're involved. They want to make sure that there's a success. So they're going to be involved in that every, every step of the way. The data, the business, the logic, everything, the ins, the outs, the reports, uh, other feeds from other systems, whatever else it may be. And that's just to get the existing functionality to work in the new world. So there are, you, you have to be involved and that's part of the trepidation. That's part of what people are worried about. Oh, there's so much work to be done. But the reality is you have an old system to compare to. So you have, you look at it one way, you look at it the new way. And as long as things are matching and things are flowing correctly, then you're good. But you need someone on the coding end of that who's involved, who understands the process to help. And the one thing that you have when you're doing this is you can kind of think of your system, the existing system, the incumbent system, as a diamond in the rough because it's running, it's helping to run a business. Hmm. Um, and all you need to do is what else can what else can we add to it to make it you know that much better? And then you know 
with an investment in time and uh, and resources, you know, you'll get it. You'll you know, you can get a really a really beautiful diamond that becomes worth so much more and helps your business so much more. But what you have works, and that's that's the core. And um, using proper te- using proper practices and proper processes, you can you know, we tend to uh, you know minimize the risk uh, to ensure that it's going to work the way you know everybody thinks it'll work. Uh, everybody needs it to work, and in, and involving all levels of the organization into the solution. Guys, this has been a great conversation, and I, I want to come back to this in future episodes about migrations and different platforms and end of life and the things that you know impact the businesses that are trying to to grow and evolve as the technologies grow and evolve. Thanks for your insights and expertise today. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for IsAware, and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. IsAware is powered by Intersoft Associates, who believes the more you know about your IT, the better. Visit us at intersoftassociates.com and schedule your free consultation to talk about how custom software can help your business.